All right, guys. Big Joe, Carl Carafel here on the JNK podcast. Hey. All right, Carl. Let's uh, get into uh, let's do some turnbuckle talk uh, discussion here this week. Uh, if we sound kind of strange, especially namely me, uh, I am feeling a little bit under the weather. So if you hear some sniffling or some uh, muting at odd times or any other kind of weird stuff, that would be the reason why. That would be. Right, so yeah, and hopefully we won't have to pause the recording for any kind of washroom breaks because, uh, well, I've already said too much. All right, let's get into some wrestling discussion here, Carl. Uh, before we get into like a lot of the WrestleMania kind of talks, we're we're getting really close to that point. An interesting uh, thing that's uh, uh, happened at NXT here is yeah. uh, the appearance of uh, somebody who uh, was oh. in NXT before, but uh, you know it would be a name that uh, you know is very familiar to you know the the true you know hardcore and I'm not I mean hardcore wrestling fan I don't mean you know the blood and guts uh, wrestling I'm not that's not what I mean when I said hardcore fan I mean like they're really kind of diehard kind of fan yeah would be familiar with this who this person is can I can I just say like go ahead honestly one of my <laughs> heroes ooh yes. Mm. Now, if you can get it by that, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and explain it. Uh, we we're, of course, talking about Mr. Cassius Ono. I think I'm maybe saying Cass Is it Cassius or Cassius? Cassius. Cassius Ono. Better known to uh, the the true wrestling fan out there as Chris Hero. Yes. Now, where that name might be ringing some bells for some people would be, mm. you know, from uh, you know, Ring of Honor in the uh, spots with the time that he spent with CM Punk. Uh, doing some, uh, you know, they did a whole tour of the independent scene there with some of the matches that uh, they put on and some of the best stuff that I've ever ever seen. Now, having said that, you know, with uh, with him being back in the picture in NXT now and something else that kind of happened, could this be maybe leading up to something, if you know where I'm going with like this? Like a really big show? <laughs> I don't Maybe not big show. We'll, we'll get that to that a little bit too. But uh, just recently too, there was a uh, let's call it an incident with uh, Mr. Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, okay. With a little thing that happened on uh, Raw after they actually went off the air, which they they tend to do little stuff like that once the the cameras are off and like that, yeah. and uh, you know they're not on live TV. They do some little stuff there occasionally and. This one was a little bit, I'll say, out of the ordinary. <laughs> it was very out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at every show that happens, they always have this that that goes on. They always have the, uh, yep. you know, a big name star goes out there and cuts a promo or makes the fans feel good. Thanks them for coming out to the show, stuff like that. I'm going to, I just got to, uh, for a second here, everybody, you're going to hear a lot of kind of noise coming around there yep my microphone itself was uh you know starting to come down come down <laughs> come down the arm of it here so Oops. i just had to adjust that for a second okay um but we're looking at like these top name stars that go out there and mm-hmm. they just thank everybody for being out there and then they always do a little something catchphrase whatever it be um this yep. time around mr Dwayne the rock johnson Decided that he was going to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Which is not something that's normally done. Nope. But when you have the crowd that was there and going along with what the crowd was chanting, 
The Rock felt that it was necessary for him to make this phone call to a certain individual who is... We don't know necessarily if he's looked favorably within the company of the WWE anymore or not. (laughs) But he made a phone call to one Mr. C.M. Punk. Yes. Didn't get to speak with him. Was able to leave him a voicemail. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, is is in itself pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And with uh, social media today the way that it is, um, you know, once... CM Punk got the voicemail. He actually went on to Twitter and put out there, you know, like, hey, it's nice to see that uh, somebody's still yeah. thinking about me, right? Which is interesting because, I mean, I know Punk didn't always have the most favorable, uh, you know, words to say about uh, The Rock. I know, you know, being pissed off, you know, the one year for WrestleMania with The uh, Rock essentially getting his spot for the main event of WrestleMania. Yes. You know, so, I mean, interesting that... Uh, Rock would be the one to to reach out to him. But interesting yeah. even to see that uh, The Rock has CM Punk's phone number. Mm-hmm. And that the two of them obviously in some way are communicating. Yeah. Whether it's friendship or whether it's business or who knows. Who but knows, yeah. they're communicating in some sort of fashion. Because why else would they have somebody's phone number if they're not going to communicate? Mm-hmm. It's possible they got something brewing for WrestleMania. I mean, you know, who knows uh, when it comes to that, you know. But uh, that, that could be interesting, you know, with uh, Chris Hero or Cassie Sono, whatever you want to call him now, what he is. But, I mean, always be kind of Chris Hero to me, uh, you yeah. know, making some noise back in NXT again. And now this thing with, uh, with Rock and CM Punk. I don't know. It's interesting to see. Interesting. But we do have to mention that, uh, that Chris Hero... Or Cassius Ono mm-hmm. went out there and actually like kind of cut a promo on NXT champion Bobby Roode. He did, which is is great mm-hmm. because we've seen the two of them, you know, a little bit of stuff in Ring of Honor and Indies and stuff like that. But now to maybe see them, as you kind of mentioned, you know, yeah. on the biggest stage, WrestleMania, have an NXT match in there. I think it would be perfect for Bobby Roode versus Cassius Ono yeah. at WrestleMania. Well, now that you mentioned it, uh, actually, uh, you know, good timing. I actually have my mouse over it. So, you know, why don't we just go ahead and, and play the, it's about a minute and a half uh, taken yeah. from that, that actual uh, promo. And, uh, and yeah, we'll uh, hear what Mr. Uh, Cassius Ono has to say about Mr. Bobby Roode. Here we go. It's coming up here. Let's hope there's no commercials. Who in the hell do you think you are coming down to my ring and interrupting the champion? I think they know who I am. And Bobby, Bobby, I know that you know who I am. I am Cassius Ono and I ain't nothing to mess with. See, I've been here, I've been here before. I've been in this ring before. Throughout all my travels, all over the world, 40 states, 20 countries, anything I have ever wanted, anything I've ever needed, 
I've reached out and I've taken it. And last time I was here, well, let's just say I've got some unfinished business. Bobby, you got what I want. You got what I need. That NXT championship. So, yeah, there we go. Pretty good uh, promo. I mean, uh, they get very, very clear that... uh, you know, he wants to run at that NXT title. Uh, it's starting to play again. I hate video players online that just loop around yeah. after. I hate that. It throws me off. But uh, anyways, yeah. But now, I, I do have to, you know, you, you have got the uh, the headphones on so that mm-hmm. you could actually hear. I was I could hear a little bit. I don't yes. have headphones on. But how did he actually pronounce his name? Was like, it Cassius or Cassius? Cassius. Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono. Now we know how to say it properly. Yes. So there we go. Now we're good. All right, so yeah, interesting to see, uh, you know, how that uh, plays out. Will he go any further than NXT? Who knows? Uh, personally, never say uh, never in the world of professional wrestling. Exactly right. Uh, it, it would, I think, you know, my opinion, it would be pretty awesome to see him uh, up on that main roster. So, oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, another uh, thing that uh, we should uh, make a note of here is coming up to WrestleMania season. So uh, we'll start to kind of delving in into a lot of this uh, stuff here and a lot of the matches that are going to be coming up. The one that's been uh, getting a little bit of attention here is uh, this uh, thing with uh, Big Show and Shaq. Yeah. All right. Now, supposedly, um, Big Show is... Uh, Basically saying that Shaq is trying to dodge him. At this point, yes, that's right. what we're hearing. Originally, it was all, you know, Shaq was all for this. Let's do this. Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. all great. I'm all for it. And then the big show sees some tweets or Instagram mm-hmm. photos or something that Shaq put out. Yeah. And yeah, now we're up to this where, you know, the big show um, decides to have a couple of words on social media and stuff for mm-hmm. Shaq. I don't know if you have it up there, but I don't believe so, but uh, you know, I will say right off the bat that uh, you know when it comes to this and both guys getting ready for this match at WrestleMania, uh, clearly uh, Big Show the only one putting effort in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say that right off the bat. I mean, he's in literally the best shape that he's ever been in. Uh, if you just Google pictures of uh, you know, like rec- just put in recent Big show picture, and you'll see like he has. Um, the guy is a giant, and he's yeah. got like a freaking eight pack. Yeah, he's on him. he's he's jacked right now, so uh, he's he's definitely in good shape. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I can't really say because I haven't, you know, he hasn't really, you know, done anything to kind of promote this and everything like that. You know, just kind of the the initial uh, get go there. Well, but the then last we saw nothing was else that after was, that. You know, last we saw was he's eating Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts. So. That is not a good sign, folks. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, right? <coughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it should be interesting to see there whether anything becomes of that. Uh, will he just end up getting a different match at, uh, at WrestleMania? I mean, uh, you know, time will tell. It's looking like things might uh, possibly get shuffled around too because uh, what's interesting with. Um, the uh, WWE title, which is the SmackDown title now, yep. which uh, feels a little odd still to kind of say that. Uh, uh, oh, they, get over it. <laughs> they had that uh, uh, Battle Royal match for uh, the number one contender, and yeah. then um, it basically ended in a uh, 
co-winners, like almost similar to the uh, Lex Luger Bret Hart, Hart thing. Yeah, which I still looking back on then to that on this day was lame. But it really wasn't co-winner. I mean, it was just kind of a co-loser. They both went over at the same time. You both and lost. now who who is it? Who's mm-hmm. the winner? Stuff like that. Yep. And I mean, next week we've got a match. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, this match is going to be just a singles competition to determine who is going to be that number one contender. Yeah. So it looks like it would come down to uh, Luke Harper or AJ Styles. Now, I guess, you know, the um, majority of people out there would say AJ Styles because I think he kind of more embodies the real wrestler yeah. look, right? So, you know, not to downplay anything that Luke Harper's done because, uh, you know, you know he's been around for a long time too, CZW, all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, Long while. Yeah, he's been actually been around for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, that would be interesting to see what which way they decide to go with that. Or maybe a triple threat match. I don't know. You I know? don't want to see it be a triple threat match. I mean, because it's the WWE Championship. Yeah. It's supposed to be the most prestigious championship in mm-hmm. all the world, right? So, I mean, I think we have to come SmackDown um, this coming Tuesday. Have a definitive winner mm-hmm. and have a definitive one-on-one this person goes on to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Mm. Yep, that could uh, very well be the case. What happens? Um, yeah, I, I will say I don't know if it's uh, if it's just me, uh, but coming up this year to WrestleMania, I, I will say that you know I'm not quite as anticipating or, or kind of excited for it this year. I, I don't know if it's just me. Do you, do you feel the same way at all? Not really, because it's still early. Yeah. I mean, we got, what, about 35 days left-ish until WrestleMania. Yeah. Which, in the wrestling world, is a long time for them to be able to do something. And with social media the way it is now today, and with how the internet is, they can start a feud two weeks before WrestleMania online, and people will eat it up and buy the pay-per-view or buy the wwe network just for that yeah you know my only thing with that is you know this is going back you know before the age of the internet and whatnot and some of the early wrestlemanias and and big pay-per-views because it was originally you know for quite a while you know we had the four main pay-per-views throughout the year yeah and you know they would build up these matches over the course of months you know, and really, really build up the anticipation to get, really get the crowd, you know, really wanting this. Now, it seems like they're just, like you say, cramming this in, into just a couple of weeks. I just don't know if it has the same impact that, you know, it would normally have. And, I mean, for for some, probably not. I mean, like, you're in that situation where you're like, eh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm kind of iffy about, is this going to be a good mania? Is this not going to be? Right? Whereas... On my end of it, I'm looking at it as they have a world of time left. You know, when it when it comes down to that last week, yep. if we still don't know, then we've got issues. Mm-hmm. But they still have, for me anyways, a lot of time for them to build up whatever they want. Mm-hmm. To make, even if it's just going to be one thing, and who knows, come SmackDown, yep. 
we could see Luke Harper become that person who's going to challenge Bray Wyatt. And with the history that's been going on with the Wyatt family through through the story and everything right now, that could be just that one thing mm-hmm. that's going to take everybody from eh to holy crap, I have to see Mania. Yeah, because he's actually, uh, I'm speaking of Luke, Luke Harper, he's actually really started to get over it with the crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is uh, interesting to see and good to see. And, you know, so having said that, you know, if he ends up getting that that uh, main event WrestleMania match spot, AJ Styles, what would be left for him? Which kind of leads to what I'm getting at. One of the rumor matches I, that I've seen that they mm. could be given to AJ for WrestleMania would be Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, I just recently <clears throat> saw that within like the yeah. last hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that well, would be for everybody that's going to hear this, it's probably going to be about six hours. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's that's huge. Mm-hmm. If they can pull that off, yeah, that could be what people are like. I have to see Mania for that could steal the sh- that could arguably steal the show because I mean oh, AJ yeah. Ospreay's on a good show. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, if you have not watched him, do yourself a favor, go and watch one of his matches. The one that I would uh, obviously recommend would be his uh, WWE debut match. NXT at uh, Takeover Dallas with Sami Zayn. Yeah. If you get a chance to watch that, find it somewhere. You know, even contact me directly. I'll maybe I'll even send you a uh, somewhat legitimate copy of it if you want. If, it, because I, I think that people need, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to watch that match because it was just, like I said, they just they hit lightning in a bottle with that match. It was just it was it had that big kind of fight feel to it. Oh, the yeah, way that it they did. built it up and everything. You know, with uh, Sami coming back from an injury and then. You know, Regal rewarding him with the smash, you know, saying for all the hard work that you put in, you deserve to face one of the best. You know, they they, they built it up, you know, quite well. And then just oh, you, you, have yeah. to do yourself a favor and go <laughs> and watch that. If the, if those two end up having a match at WrestleMania, that will be something. It definitely okay. will be. Because, I mean, honestly, you're looking at probably two of the best in the business right now with Shinsuke yep. Nakamura and AJ Styles. No, I mean, and both of them mm-hmm. are still young in their WWE careers. Yes. But both of them for the last 15, 20 years have been in the professional wrestling business. Oh, right. It, so, I mean, you've got collectively at minimum 20 years of experience combined. between the two of them yep. that can just go out there and steal the show. Yeah, he just put his uh, time in, in definitely. I mean, if you're you know, just been strictly a WWE fan, I mean, you know, go do yourself a favor. Go check out his work in TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Shinsuke, you know, uh, the uh, independent scene, New Japan Pro. Even if you want to, go and watch. Uh, he used to be a mixed martial arts fighter. Go watch some of the old Pride tapes, and you'll see him... Uh, over there as well. Yeah. I started out as a uh, MMA fighter and then got trained by, you know, the likes of uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, uh, was it uh, one of the famous uh, Japanese wrestlers uh, that had a real, that strong style? I'm trying to think of his name that uh, helped train him. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember right now, either, oh, which is weird. I hate that when you, when you, I think of somebody. I want to say like, like Kento Kabushi. Nope. Um, not that older. Older, older than Kento Kabushi. Let's solve this mystery live because it's bugging me now. Okay, uh, live. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese wrestlers. 
because he should be one of the first ones that come up here. And I'm trying to think, uh, hopefully his name will kind of come up on this list here. Of course, it's going to show like sumo wrestlers. Yeah, so probably easiest pro way wrestlers. is maybe Wiki, um, which, I mean, we know isn't always mm -hmm. legitimate. Right. But you could always Wiki Shinsuke Nakamura. And normally, Wiki has who they're trained by. I just thought of who it was. Antonio Inoki. Okay, yes. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, I knew I'd think of it somehow or, or end up finding it, but uh, thankfully I thought of it on my own. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was one of his main trainers, so that's where he really learned that strong style that Inoki uh, made very popular, you know, and then has worked with the likes of, uh, you know, was a protege of Daniel Bryan. I mean, uh, tied to some of the biggest names in the industry, held the same title over in New Japan for wrestling as Brock Lesnar. Yes. I mean, the guy runs parallel with a lot of the biggest names in the industry, so... He is well known, and it would make quite the impact of WrestleMania. I would love to see that. Me too. Love to see that. Um, now, even, are any reports saying how soon we could see Shinsuke on WWE programming outside of NXT? If I were personally the Booker and me, if I were to, to set that up, I would I would leave his uh, main roster debut for WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. That almost sounds like a hit song, "The Booker and Me." <laughs> the Booker and Me. But, wow. Uh, Yep, uh, honestly, that's how I would set up. Uh, you know, at the very, at the very most, I would you know, maybe have like a brief come out on Raw or something like you know, come out and just do like a point or something or okay, or go dark, yeah, yeah I or was have sneak up behind him or something like that. Or I was gonna say but, you have to have something to grip the people yep. to be able to to make them want to, yep. you know, watch the show. Yep. And if this can be it, then why not have, yep. and even something just as simple as you're saying, mm -hmm. Shinsuke come out during uh, something that AJ's done in the ring yep. and just stand up at the top of the ramp. Look at, look at uh, AJ Styles, point to the WrestleMania sign, turn yep. around and walk away. Yep. That's all you need. And then people are going to go nuts. Well, something you could do as well. And I don't think this has ever been done in a WrestleMania before. And I could be mistaken. Is uh, I would say you have say AJ facing you set something up where you know you leave AJ without an opponent for WrestleMania and then you just you just say that AJ will be facing an unnamed opponent at WrestleMania we and they just won't say who it is and then you leave it for a legitimate surprise for WrestleMania which I don't think they've ever done before but why not why not try something like that to mix it up because in today's day and age I don't know that that would work. Because uh, you think you'd have enough other matches and other stuff around it to, to still draw in a crowd. Right? Yeah, you would. Right, but um, but you just you leave that you know as a bit of a mystery there, I think. You see that's you know me. I like the element of the surprise, know, right? So I know you do, and I'm trying right. to you know play the devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that that is something that people want anymore. I don't think no. that they want to have that element of surprise. They want to know what's going on, what's happening. Who's yeah. going to be there? Who's going to be showing up? Who's going to be wrestling who? They want to know, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes that element of surprise uh, approach to it just doesn't work. Let me put it to you this way when it comes to the element of the surprise, all right? When uh, last year's uh, Royal Rumble, if you would have known that AJ was going to be making his debut, would you have marked it out as hard as you, as you did? Oh, definitely not. There we go. Definitely, I wouldn't have. My right? point proven. They they literally, 
if you watch, um, if you can find it, uh, find the uh, the uh, DVD box. It's called The True Story of the Royal Rumble. I just picked that up recently, and it uh, talked about that. You know, they literally, you know, him, Vince, and maybe Triple H knew that AJ was going to be there. Nobody else knew. Yeah. No, it's true. Right? So uh, having that element of the surprise, I think, is awesome. And, I mean, look at the reaction that he got. But now... Why not attempt something like that on the biggest stage of them all? WrestleMania. No, it's exactly, right? And and I, I do get that. But we're already talking about 35 days out. Yep. This is what we're hearing. We're hearing that this is happening. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. There's no element of surprise. It's a, it's a possibility at this point, right? We don't right, know it is a possibility sure. at this right. point. But then we're, you know, it's already been been put out there. Right, sure. so there's really no surprise element afterwards yeah. because it's <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, we already knew a month ago this was happening. Now there there were you know um, there was some noise on the internet and stuff before that happened. You know, some people were saying no. You know, looking at him making his debut, everything it was uh, you know his contract had just ended with New Japan. It was very similar to the Ken- Kenny Omega situation, which yeah, it just ended up not unfolding the same way for <laughs> Kenny Omega as it did for AJ. But, uh, you know, the same kind of hype train and everything kind of leading up to it. And then, uh, you know, but still a good surprise with AJ because, you know, they weren't saying, like, you know, they do, you know, typically when Cena's away from a while, they'd be like, John Cena will be back on Raw in three weeks. It's like, well, yeah. well there goes the surprise, right? So, you know, because you know that he's either going to uh, come out right at the beginning of Raw or he's going to come out right in the middle of Raw because that's just the way John Cena does it, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that... Um, yeah, just for that kind of stuff, you know, I, I just, you know, I prefer to be pleasantly surprised, you know. And there, and sometimes honestly, it can, ba- and sometimes it can backfire on you. Yeah, sometimes it can. Roman Reigns coming out number thirty at the Royal Rumble. If you want to see some of the, the backlash from that, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube. Uh, there's one that clip that's got several million views now of people's reaction to uh Roman coming out number 30 like some uh yeah. you know uh, parties and stuff like that there's even a couple spots where they were showing it like in these big bars and whatnot and uh people just losing their mind yeah they're like Finn Balor coming Finn Balor Samoa Joe and you hear and they're like no <laughs> you hear something like the, the one group of the, the kids are like the one kid was staring is like I can't believe they did this again they yeah. did it again <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just oh man, there was lots of speechlessness. Oh my goodness, lots of just people. And the video shows people just sitting there with their mouth open, Mm -hmm. just like in shock. It will start a bit of a meme. There's even, you know, people reacting to them reacting to the the rumble thing, a reaction of a reaction to something. Yeah, you know, and it's it's it almost kind of spiraled out of control, but I think it's kind of uh, tapered off a bit now because it's a. no, it's come and gone now for a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So again, sometimes a surprise can be good. Sometimes a surprise can be terrible. Definitely, <laughs> just depending on your opinion of uh, whatever it is. So now, oh, but anything Roman Reigns is terrible. <laughs> <coughs> I know we we love to kind of beat up yeah. on him, and it's it it really is a shame, and I wish it wasn't that way. But, uh, you know, it really is what it is when it comes to uh, to him, you know. And, you know, will he have that match with Undertaker at WrestleMania? I personally would rather see something else. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, so. And uh, actually, speaking of Undertaker, I want to uh, pull something up here. 
that I think is worth uh, checking out. I just need to find it again. And uh, should be near see. the top. Yeah, I was just looking for it. Uh, you know, you gotta love doing this kind of stuff in real time because uh, uh, sometimes things don't go the way you initially want them to when things are recording. Right there. There we go. That's what we're looking for. So, speaking of Undertaker, we want to uh, play another little clip here. We were couple of clips on the show uh this week here we yeah. saw something that we normally do but uh it's just kind of the way that things have kind of gone here and i think uh you know with the situation you know why not hear it right from the horse's mouth so to speak yeah and, you know uh, i saw this but i haven't actually heard it yet myself yeah so um you know what's interesting with this is you know his comment on internet fans and sites um i guess you could you know make the argument that uh you know we kind of you know you know fit into this a little bit I'd like to say, you know, that we, you know, are a lot more knowledgeable than just people who are just, um, you know, creating stupid conversation. You know, we've been watching uh, wrestling for over 20 plus years. You know, we have a pretty good knowledge for the business. We don't just talk stupid stuff. You know, there's some experience that goes behind what we're talking about here. So we're broadcast journalists. <laughs> damn it. I'd like to say, you know, that uh, personally, I don't think that we uh fit into the the, the group that undertaker's talking about um uh, and whatnot but uh you know let, let, let's just let him talk and then we'll kind of uh sum it up after and go from there so here we go and uh you know i, I think that's a that's a fault because a lot of our guys unfortunately listen to uh the people on the internet who though the so-called uh you know the so-called experts who've never laced up a pair good of boots. Good or bad in the internet? Uh, I, some of it is fine. There are some really good fan-based, uh, you know, sites that are good. They're fans that like, enjoy wrestling. The, you know, the, the ones that call themselves experts and, you know, and have all these, you know, the cures for the ailments of our business, you know what, I think they're a big joke. And the people that, that buy into this, you know, they're only smart because of what we let them be smart to. But you listen to them and they've got all the answers and this guy needs to be pushed and this guy needs to go. Undertaker needs to retire 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I kind of I think it's funny. They forgot that they're fans. And that's all they are, are fans, you know? And I'm not, I'm not downplaying the role of our fans because that's what we're all about. So there we go. The Undertaker voicing his opinion about um about the, the quote-unquote fans and their opinions now i will uh say you know we i won't say that i've been a critic of the of the undertaker i will say that uh you know i do feel that maybe retirement would have been in the picture a couple of years ago for him and that's personal opinion yeah right Yep, you know, and I just, uh, at that time, I felt, uh, you know, uh, the way that he had gone out, you know, would have been a good way to go at the time. You know, he's definitely proved me wrong, you know, and has still put on some good matches with Shane and uh, Bray Wyatt and whatnot, yep. right? So, but in fact, I, I thought that match with uh, Bray Wyatt or something was actually pretty cool. Phenomenal. Right, so, and, uh, so yeah, I mean... Um, you know, I will say that, you know, he is right. Uh, some fans, you know, uh, voicing their opinions, you know, not really based on really good knowledge. That, True. I will say that I will agree with him on, you know, and there's a lot of that out there. There is. And I mean, I don't, I, I would never say that I am the most knowledgeable when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, but I'm going to correct Joe here a little bit. Um, I've 
been a fan of the westling business since I was three years old mm-hmm. now I'm 35 so, it's going over so 30 if years. we do that math it's <laughs> over 30 years that I've been yeah. steadily involved mm-hmm. with the world of professional wrestling whether it be simply watching as a fan whether it be yeah. actually competing in the ring um, whether it be you know helping run companies uh, smaller promotions and you know now coming to something like this turnbuckle talk where we voice our opinions mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you know i will say that uh, you know i was just you know the 20 plus years i kept that a little vague i wasn't being too specific yeah i mean uh, i think i started uh I was like five years old or something, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it was um, just the way that, you know, you watched wrestling back then was a lot different too, I will say, you know. It was. It definitely was. Because back then, everything felt so real. Yep. And nowadays, the realness isn't really there so much anymore. Mm-hmm. There are a few people that can still really make you believe that what's happened is real. And they can make you believe that, yeah, they just got an injury, but they didn't, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, there's still some that, that can really play up that really good kayfabe, as they call it. But for the most part, it really isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the kayfabe wasn't a, wasn't a term that we were even aware of, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, it's... That's, I will say that is the main thing that has changed with professional wrestling is that, um, you know, with it, uh, you know, the, the, the whole fake thing, which, uh, always kind of rears its ugly head whenever it uh, seems that we get into this kind of discussion about this stuff that, um, you know, it just, back then we, we didn't know what was, what was real, what was storyline. We just figured that this was just happening and it was what it was. We didn't realize, you know, that these were, you know, that there was storylines and that kind of stuff. We just figured that, you know, this was actually just happening, you know, and that uh, it was one of those things that um, it's gone now and it just, there really isn't a way to really get rid of that hmm. because, I mean, you can't just, you know, get the men in black thing and just kind of erase people's memory that all this has kind of happened and just, you know, let's start over again, you know, because, you know, wrestling was the way it was. And now it is the way that it is now, and we can't really go back and change that because, you know, people have seen what's what's happened. You can't just, you know, th- think that people are going to forget what's happened, so. Unless you're Vince McMahon, who <laughs> dies inside of a limo, and then the next night is on TV again, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> But those were other, you know, circumstances that happened and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But Vince McMahon can do whatever he wants. And you said it before, you know, when it comes to professional wrestling, you do have to sometimes suspend disbelief there and realize, you know, this is kind of larger than life and not actual reality and weird things can happen, right? So, Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> definitely one of them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, like you said, anything can happen, so... We shall see. Let's venture briefly into uh, just some outside WWE things. I just uh, actually saw something uh, come up here that I think uh, hopefully be worth mentioning. It's just a short article here, and this says regarding TNA. There's stuff outside of WWE? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, yes, there is. 
And let's yes, see. we're talking TNA, and Impact let's see if, Wrestling. Yes, let's see if this is worth uh, mentioning here. So the uh, headline reads here, latest on creative changes in TNA Wrestling. Oh, nice. Right. So as previously reported, Jeff Jarrett has taken over Impact Wrestling. And several changes are expected to take place in the next couple of months. According to a source here that uh, shall remain um, uh, nameless here, the Impact Creative team moving forward will now consist of Jeff Jarrett overseeing the booking committee of Dutch Mantel and Scott Demore, right. with Abyss, Jeremy Borash, and Rockstar Spud assisting. Nice. That's right. that's I. That's good. Mm-hmm. There is a rumor going around that the longtime creative uh, member Matt Conway is gone from the company. There has been talking of hiring a new writer who would be responsible for formatting the shows and turning scripts into production. Could be updated if anything else develops. Nice. So there you and go. I just want to let people know for for those who don't, um, Dutch Mantle, um, watching WWE programming, you will remember him as uh, Zeb Coulter, the mm. guy who was with Jack Swagger. Yes. He has been in the business for a long time, mm-hmm. so for him to be part of the booking team is probably one of the best decisions that Impact Wrestling could do. Yeah, very uh, interesting choice. Yeah, and somebody, like I said, somebody who's been around the business for a long time and uh, did some really edgy stuff there with uh, with uh, Jack Swagger. Yes, with that whole, uh, with, Oh, yeah. Some really, really... Uh, Stuff that I was actually surprised that they let them air, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, some of it was pushing the boundaries of what would be considered good taste. It, a lot right. of it was. We're yeah. learning on racism sometimes. So, Oh, quite a bit of it. Yeah. Quite a bit of it was, was very much so mm-hmm. bordering on the line of racism. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's go through uh, some other uh, stuff that might be worth uh, mentioning here. Let's, uh, where was I? I was looking for one here. And where are we looking at that one? No, not that one. <laughs> I was just I, there was one that caught my eye here, and I'm just looking for it. Here we go. The Rock explains why he called CM Punk. We talked about this. Earlier. Oh yeah, we did talk about this All earlier. Right, so let's uh, s- uh, go through this one here. Uh, as previously reported, on, uh, this is, I'm just reading off of an article here, and there's actually uh, a tweet right from uh, Dwayne that I'll, I'll mention in a second here. Uh, Rock decided to give CM Punk a phone call after the fans started chanting CM Punk. Yes. They still do quite a bit. Almost every arena, it tends to happen quite often. Uh, chanting CM Punk at him when Monday, uh, when Monday's Raw went off the air, as we mentioned earlier. It was then reported on Tuesday that WWE had nothing to do with the Raw calling CM Punk and that uh, they were uh, said to be very upset about the incident. So... Vince probably steam coming out of his ears, knowing Vince. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, even Rock, who can get away with murder, possibly got into some trouble here. So when WWE saw, WWE saw what he was doing, they sent somebody, uh, I think they looked like a referee. a referee. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, to tell The Rock to take the promo in a different direction. Uh, fan caught wind of the uh, comment and then warned, Rock that, warned The Rock that they will turn off his mic if he uh, didn't follow the orders. And then The Rock responded uh, to the fans saying, they better not turn off my mic. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, The Rock uh, took to his Twitter account to explain why he did what he did on the show. He tweeted, I work off of instinct. Always listening to the people and to try to give them something special. 
huge positive feedback from uh, at WWE Universe Fun Night. That was right from his actual Twitter account. Yep, it was. Yeah. Or it is. Yeah, so basically... Twas. I don't know. <laughs> so basically him going completely off of uh, <coughs> off a of script and storyline and just doing what he wanted to do there. Yeah, which, you know what? Like, something like that, I, I personally love. Yeah. Why not? Let him do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you're giving the fans what they want. The fans want, want to chant CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. So, yeah, call the guy up, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe, maybe, maybe one time we're going to have where somebody answers, where somebody like CM Punk answers and goes, I don't give a crap. Don't mm-hmm. call me about this stuff. Yeah. And then the fans are going to be like, oh, and then maybe it'll stop. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Uh, let's uh, look into some other stuff here while we're uh, kind of looking through some news uh, stuff here. Uh, this one uh, could possibly be interesting. Uh, we'll see here. Uh, WWE has signed a uh, female Olympic weightlifter. Uh, this is something that uh, the WWE does occasionally where they they're hire somebody out, outside of the business, so to speak. You know, somebody who's like a weightlifting champion or something, you know, in some kind of other sport or whatever you want to uh, refer to it yep. as. And um, it seems to be the case again here. They have signed Olympic weightlifter Isabella Lahella, and I apologize if I am mispronouncing that, uh, to a developmental contract according to uh, source here. Now, she is a 22-year-old uh, from Toronto, Canada. So she's Canadian. Na- uh, and she won the 48-kilogram weightlifting junior Ontario championship back in 2014. She started training with Ashley Six and Chris Chambers in 2016 and later took part in the WWE tryouts in September. Nice. She is set to report to the Performance Center starting in April. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. No. So, yep, we'll see if there's any actual wrestling ability there, though, right? Because we've seen, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Ava Marie. Ajax. Jax. But it is still Uh, nice, though. What's what's that other one? Um, hmm, She does that little cartwheel and she does the flex there. What the hell's her name? She was a weightlifting champion, too, and... uh, the yeah, cartwheel and the yeah, flex. she was uh, Charlotte's lackey for a little while there. Oh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Same kind of crap with her. Yeah. What happened to her? Well, she's she's still like developing. They they kind of brought her up to the main mm-hmm. roster to uh, kind of give the fans a little bit of Dana mm-hmm. Brooke because the fans were asking for her mm-hmm. because she was working down in NXT and doing not too badly down in NXT. So they decided to bring her up, and I mean she's still there. Yep. She's still around. She's still kind of coming out when Charlotte does her thing and, mm. you know, once in a while. So, I mean, it's not a full-time gig for her anymore, but yeah. she is still there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely, I don't think that um, maybe getting used maybe in the, in the proper way, though. Which Probably I, not. Which, again, like I said, you know, with uh, this big influx of talent, uh, you only have so much time. Uh, if you don't make yourself stand out, you will get lost in the shuffle. Oh, yes. That is just the nature of the business, folks. All right. Uh, let's uh, get into another one here, which I think yeah. will be uh, Speaking kind of, of somebody who the... stands out from the crowd. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, you know, something that's up for debate. 
But, uh, you know, uh, that could maybe be another discussion in itself here. But uh, let's get into the actual information here. Uh, we're talking about, of course, Alexa Bliss. She uh, opened up uh, just recently. Uh, she's on ESPN with Jonathan Coachman. And I uh, was uh, opening up about a uh, life-threatening disorder that she had. So, yes. Uh, so let's see what this is all about. Uh, this is actually the first time I'm kind of seeing of this. Oh. Uh, so as I, was, as I mentioned, uh, while she uh, was having an interview with uh, Jonathan Coachman, formerly of the WWE, he used to do some stuff with them. He's now on ESPN. Uh, uh, they uh, spelled her name correctly, Alex Bliss. We'll just pretend we didn't nice. see that. Uh, she talked about her uh, troubled childhood when she had an eating disorder that nearly claimed her life on two different occasions. Yes. Uh, Bliss noted that on one occasion she was hospitalized and told she only had 24 hours to live. She was forced to stay awake because if she fell asleep, she would end up going into cardiac arrest. Uh, Bliss also mentioned that she is in a happier place and would rather have her curves and strength over being 80 pounds and in the frail condition she was at the time. She hopes to raise awareness of eating disorders by being open about it and letting young girls know that they don't have to look like the models featured in magazines to be considered beautiful. And we'll see how long this actual clip is. Since we've been playing some clips tonight, let's play some more here. Let's do, uh, uh, we'll see how long this is here. It's uh, a little bit long. We'll play maybe about a minute or so of it. For the first time, the brand new SmackDown Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, here on Off the Top Rope. Uh, Miss Bliss, when you hear SmackDown Women's Champion, what do you think about? I think about the fact that I've known that I was always deserved to be SmackDown Women's Champion. The women on SmackDown Live have dominated our division over and over and over again. We have main evented. Our whole division is on fire and there's nothing that can compare to it. Very nice. Now, you yourself started with WWE and NXT back in 2013. In less than four years, you're one of the top women in the company. Who has been the biggest influence in your growth as a performer? who's helped the most in my performance grow is uh, definitely Sarah Amato. She has been my trainer in NXT for three and a half years. Um, I remember my first day in NXT, I went to her and I told her, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't train wrestling before this. And I was like, I, I need your help. And the one bit of advice she told me was, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I owe so much to her and she helped me in so many ways. And obviously I've, I've watched wrestling growing up, and I always looked up to Trish Stratus, and I try to model a couple of things in myself after her. The off-season of gymnastics, I did cheerleading. In the off-season of cheerleading, I did softball. In the off-season of softball, I did kickboxing. And all of that just really built up my strength. And my first day of gymnastics, what they do is they put you on a balance beam, and they push you off and teach you how to fall. So it's one of those things that... All right, so there you go. A little bit. Uh, if you want to see that uh, full thing, you can just look up... Uh on YouTube, um, Alexa Bliss interview on uh, Top Rope, or Over the Top Rope, sorry, or Off the Top Rope, whatever it's called. So it's Alexa Bliss, yeah. Off the Top Rope, Yes. interview with Jonathan Coachman. Exactly. So yeah, you can see that little interview there. Sorry, I had to sneeze. As I mentioned, I'm feeling under the weather. So. Uh, luckily, I have what's called a mute button, or a mute knob, so to speak. That's true. Yeah, so uh, I, luckily I still know how to turn that thing so we don't have to hear me sneezing at full blast. So, Because we all know how that goes when I sneeze. So it's not pretty. No. <laughs> 
So, leading up to, uh, I think to kind of round things off here, uh, we're coming up to Fastlane. How do we see this match with uh, Goldberg and Kevin Owens playing out? Because that's the big uh, thing, right? Yeah, I see some some sort of interference happen so that, uh, you know, Kevin Owens can keep the belt. Um, the interference will probably come from the hands of Chris Jericho. Yep. Um, so then that's going to set up a Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho WrestleMania match to allow Brock Lesnar and probably Goldberg um, a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, it'll maybe be uh, some kind of no DQ or maybe a false count anywhere with uh, Chris and Kevin. So I think that'd be appropriate in that scenario, right? Yeah, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens WrestleMania no DQ. Yeah, or like or a last man count anywhere, or maybe a last man standing or something. Yeah, you know, because uh, was it uh, the Rumble from uh, last year that uh, one he had with uh, with uh, Dean Ambrose was really good. Oh, so, yeah, it was. So I think him and uh, Chris could uh, put on a good uh, a good match. The only thing that uh, they don't like with uh, with this is so often when you get these uh, uh, groups and they always, always break them up. Like uh, they're talking now about uh, possibly uh, having big cast turn on Enzo. Yeah, I've seen that. And I'm like, you don't have to do this with every single tag team or group, you know, to break them up at some point. Why not just always keep them together? Yeah, why not? Sometimes that that, that can work. But going back through the years, they've done this. Yeah, right? you look at the Hart Foundation. It just it makes right? it too predictable. You know, differences. The Rockers, right? You know, the Smoking Guns. Yes. Same thing happened. Yep. Right. I mean, there aren't very many tag teams that have really stuck together. Yeah, they are few and far between. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's time to maybe do it with at least one group. You know, keep them together. Yeah, they were talking for a while about breaking the new day up, which I, I, I also feel is a mistake. Yeah, I think that would be too. They, so, they're so over with the crowd right now. Yep. Breaking them up would just destroy everything that they built. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree that uh, at least not right now. No. So, yeah. Okay. I think we'll uh, about wrap it up for this week, uh, Carl. Before uh, I do start sneezing all over the place, because like I said, I'm not feeling too hot tonight, so we're lucky to get it, even an episode in tonight. So, uh, so yeah, grateful that uh, I wasn't not feeling too funky. But uh, hmm. better wrap it up before I start getting uh, coughing and wheezing all over the place here. Sure. So uh, we were able to get uh, a little bit of a show <laughs> out for you guys at least. And, yeah. You know, I just as we do every show at the end of the show. I'm going to have Big Joe here first give a shout-out to our first person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, our friends uh, at uh, the MBM Podcast, uh, Matt and Moose, they uh, uh, do their podcast here on Podbean, the same platform that we're on here. Uh, if you're into RC car racing or just building RC cars, if you enjoy watching it, or if you just li- like listening to a good podcast, check these guys out. And, um, and yeah, uh, just uh, supporting a local podcasters in the area and uh something that we always like to mention definitely and then as i always do classically i go through and talk about our friends robin and wit yes and those guys have a podcast here locally as well called the space jam podcast they go through they talk about anything and everything including sports Sports, pro wrestling wrestling, alcohol comics comics, entertainment. entertainment yes Right. That's that's how it is. I think you messed it up the last time. Yep. I think I might yeah. have said one of the things wrong. I think you did. But, yeah. 
Who cares? We got it right this time, and that's <laughs> all that matters. Yes. All right. Like I said, uh, that about wraps up for this week. Uh, as always, wanted off a little bit of music here. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Ciao. Measure these things by your brains. I sank into Eden with you. Alone in the church by and by. I'll read to you here, save your eyes. You need them, your boat is at sea. Your anchor is out, you've been swept away. Greatest of teachers won't hesitate